This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey, folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, and I also have with me the man with all the money over in the vote at Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. Hey, buddy, how are you? Great, how are you? All righty, it's another weekend already. Well, what's amazing is it's the end of April. I mean, I can't yeah. believe where it's gone. The, the, the this first quarter, four months first out of four twelve months. gone. So the first third of the year is done. Yeah, what and I'm more surprised about is how cold it's been at nighttime. We're not in not in May, and of course they always say don't plant all your flowers until Memorial Weekend to be sure, or second week of April, or, or Mother's Day, or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, we're gonna hit summertime real fast. I think here in a little bit. So, all right, we got a lot going on. Um, oh, real quick, Terry. Oh yeah, thanks for calling in and giving us good updates and all the news and everything. And as you heard, we had our $250 gift certificate, uh, gift card winner that he chose for Lowe's, um, Nathan Keller. He's out in near Toledo, Ohio. And I asked him, I called him and I said, hey, how in the world did you, you know, I mean, I know we have people listening all over. But I said, you know, and he says, oh, I've got family near, you know, West Virginia. I've picked up you before. I've listened a little bit. But you guys come on in a great time. Whatever I'm doing something at the house or driving, taking stuff to the dump or whatever. He said, I love it. Every Saturday I try to catch you guys and put you on. And uh, here I am in Toledo, Ohio. And he said amazing information. He said there's nothing out there. There are local radio that has this. And he said it's relevant. He said I really enjoy the content because it definitely is helping me. And it's definitely relative even for our area because I like to pay attention, he said, to our real estate and to see what's the differences and all that. So it's been good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think what we talk about is happening all over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the numbers that we talk about here, they're local to Frederick and, you know, the Hagerstown and in Montgomery County. But, but what we actually talk about, and that's what I enjoy about it is, and people always say, what you guys talk about is really happening all over the country, so it makes sense for anybody to listen. Yeah, local stuff, so, obviously. Thanks is for our, listening. Yeah, so yeah, so that's great. We're going to make sure you get that. We'll keep in touch and all that stuff. And I told him, too, I said, hey, look, I can, um, he said, do, do you do, like, how do you do, do you know agents where I live? If I was a seller, and I said, I can find, I can definitely interview and find some really good qualified agents. And so that's what I want to let all of our listeners, if you have family, friends, anybody all over the country, and even Lone's Terry, you can talk about this. It's where you guys, for presidential, if you're chartered, you know, I think there's some people out there that listen. They may think, well, since you're in Maryland, you can only do loans in Maryland. But you can do loans in Pennsylvania. You can do loans in other states. All 50 and all. states. There you go. So all 50 states. I've done states. a California loan, a New York loan. Those are the two toughest states to do a settlement in. We're not surprised. Um, we've done them in Hawaii. I don't think I've done an Alaska uh, loan maybe years ago. but um, Yeah, but you can do all 50 states. All 50 states. So that's the whole thing, guys. All of you are listening. If, if you're looking to refinance or you're looking with a buyer purchase and such like that, you a family member, yourself, Terry can do it. I can help you find a good agent that's going to be extremely qualified anywhere in the whole country, um, you know, based on some of my relationships from all my conferences, but also basically I know what research, what questions to ask to make sure you're in good hands, give you two or three agents. It's whoever you feel the most comfortable with. 
and you're doing good. And I have that right now happening with two uh, agents across the country that I'm working close with. And I just settled up with one from right outside of Richmond, Virginia, that helped one of our clients build a brand new house and go through the process. And they were delighted. So I probably have five or 10 transactions a year that I mean, that I can refer people to that are in existing other states and areas that uh, we can help out. And so that's really important, guys. We're always here to help wherever it is. But that's uh, Nathan out in Toledo area. Thanks for tuning in. And you're going to get your Lowe's gift card coming out. I would hand deliver it, but the gas prices are killing me. Yeah, it'll cost more money bucks. to bring it in person and gas prices than to, you know, I'm surprised it's not $10 to deliver it anymore with the price of everything going up. But uh, but we, we appreciate listening to all of our listeners out there as well and local guys. So, all right, Terry, here's some of the numbers. 287 active homes on the market. We just still can't get above 300. 163 resales, nine average days on the market at a $490,000 median average price. New construction, 124. Coming soon, 72. We are still struggling to get above 100 consistently with that number, and that's the one we need, okay? Pending under contract, um, 874 total, 472 resales, which shows how strong the new builds are. There's almost 375 or so new build. And in the last 30 days, 406 sales, which is down a little bit simply because there's just not enough inventory for the buyer demand to keep up to raise that number of sold. So it's slim picking still. And I got a story to share about that also coming up later on in the program. So what are your thoughts? So my thoughts are um, uh, got a contract uh, yesterday that basically uh, had no other offers. Um they went in and, and uh, they went in five thousand under, got it. Um, ah, wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait. Did you just it was say in, a... it was in it was in Pennsylvania? Okay. And the house was overpriced. They felt. Oh. Okay. Uh, and they it was on the market for eighteen days and it was overpriced. There you and go. Eighteen so, days. So eighteen days was the big number, and then um, so so that's kind of the first one that I've seen. And then what I'm also seeing is that um, uh, there aren't as many offers coming in, and I think you're probably seeing the same thing. Oh, yeah. Things are starting to drop. The one thing that I'm seeing, though, is people that have been fighting, that I've been working with for four months, three months, and now they're back in the hunt, and they're looking at the rates going, wait wait, wait a minute. Um, you said five and a quarter or five and an eighth? And I'm like, yeah, five and a quarter. And they're like, you know, three months ago, they were 3%. I said, that was three months ago. So <laughs> so it is a big sticker shock, and it is a big, big thing that we have to address, and we're addressing it on a daily basis. The one thing that I talk about is every election year, every presidential election year, rates come back down. So we're going to basically see rates coming back down is my guess. I've never seen them go up this fast. But... What are we doing to make them come down? What are we doing to stop this? Inflation is what's causing these rates to go up. So what do you do when inflation, and I say it on the show numerous times, what do we do? What do we believe curtails inflation the fastest? That is raising rates. So things cost more so people are not as willing to pay for it. So what do you have? What's one of the big measures of the economy. So what you want to do is you want to slow this economy down. We are just pumping it out. So what came out on Thursday was GDP, 
gross domestic product. What is GDP? I've gone over it on the show before, but let's a little refresher. It's a statistical guesstimate of the value of all the goods and services produced in the country over a three-month period. That number shrank by 1.4%. That's a huge, huge turn of events when it comes to the GDP. That's the first sign that the economy is starting to slow down, which is the first sign that we might see inflation to stop rising as fast as it is. Okay, what else happened? On Tuesday, um, the GDP came out, but existing home sales, I mean, new home sales basically came out and fell 8.6% from last month. That's a big number. That's huge. So, So we're starting to see the beginning, I think, of taking care of the inflation problem. Does it mean that rates are going to go down? It does not mean that. I believe that rates are still going to continue to climb. We could get as high as 6% by the end of the year, but it's going to present a platform in 2023 where where the economy will have slowed enough, inflation will be under control, and then it'll get ready to start coming back down for the presidential election year. So if anybody is worried about rates, I've had so many phone calls in the last three weeks about rates, that we will be taking a look at locking you in. We talked about last week, we're not going to buy the rate down, okay? That's crazy to do. You don't get the money back. But as the rates uh, are at this level, uh, I believe that they're going to be 4% or below by the presidential election year. That's my prediction. So giving people the ability to refinance is what we're going to see, and that's where they'll save a lot of money. Good, good. Um, yeah, we're still seeing a lot of buyer demand for the most part. It's um, We'll share about that. Um, yep, the numbers, I'm not real overly surprised, you know, where things are at right now. It's just going to take some time, I think, to really see how things play out more and more you know, to get this inventory. Um, I had an agent actually this morning ask me, they said, hey, Darren, you know, what number with resale homes do you think we really need to get to before, you know, you start to see a lot of homes not have these bidding wars? And I said, probably at least 500, five that, to 600. That would resale. be my guess, 500. Yeah. So, so let that's, me ask That's your, not happening now. <laughs> let me ask your thought. You and I, we always focus on this coming soon number. Yeah. And it's 72 right now. In my opinion, I thought when rates were going up, sellers more sellers would be jumping into the market saying i better sell now because we're at the top of the market right yeah it doesn't look like we're seeing that so what do you think what what are you thinking are you thinking the same as me that that number should be much higher i call it the nowhere to go syndrome okay that's it it's all about nowhere to go um last week i listed a home that was an investment in germantown by the way oh Uh, four days we've had it on the market. We've had, uh, 36 showings. Yeah. 36 in four days. And I've got two or three offers come in and I predicted five to 10 offers. Wow. Yeah. So and that's that the one, single family in Germantown, single family, Germantown under 500, under 500. Yeah. That's a sweet very spot good condition in investment property. I got one today. I'm listing for sale out in Brownsville or Knoxville out in, out in just inside Washington County. Beautiful farmhouse, four, uh, three bedroom, two bath, four and a half acres. It's it was a rental, it was a rental, Your Honor. Investment, another investment. I I've been paying attention to all the listings and everything I'm doing. Very few are selling because we've got 
uh, we need to get a place right now also, that transitional thing. It's always a job change. We're moving to the beach. We're going to Florida. We're going to California. We're going to Hawaii. We're, you know, breaking up. We're doing this. We're doing that. We want the kids out. I got one family. They just want to sell to get all the kids out. It's like, it's like. Yeah, they just want to sew to get all the kids out of the basement. <laughs> it's like trying to get rid of a mouse problem in your house or something. I don't know. It's funny, though. But, uh, no, they're downsizing. So that's the other thing. People that have second homes that are like, okay, now's the time to do it. Um, estate sales, ooh, bunch of those. Destin family, yep, the kids inherited it. They, mm-hmm. they you know, that no one, nobody wants to live in it. Nobody needs it. Let's sell it. That's really what's been about 85% of my sales for in the last year or more. Okay. So people are afraid to put their house on the market because they have nowhere to go. That's it. Fear to go, fear to stay. You know, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? You know, well, so what? I've had a couple though. I've had a couple that have sold to rent, you know, to kind of play it out because they don't know what they want to do next. They're kind of like, well, well, it's a great time to sell. It's not a great time to rent, but you know what? It'll be okay. The amount of money we're making selling will pay for my rent for a year or two, maybe, or more, and you know, which I wouldn't have gotten if the market changes. And so I've got some of that happening as well. But that's very rare, though. Most people aren't typically going to you know, do that. They're usually looking at, do I want to retire early? Am I, I have a potential job change, or I don't know if I want to live where the grandkids are going to be coming up maybe this soon, and maybe I might. There's a lot of those things like that. So here's the thing I'm dealing with, too, Terry, on the Life on the Streets. Um, one of the questions that came in, Terry, I didn't finish up with from last week that was really important is since somebody had asked, since since this is one of the best sellers market we've ever seen, can you tell me why a seller would not even get an offer? That's a great question. It's always price and condition. Always price. It's always price. Just like you had said, these people in Pennsylvania, buyers looking at it, on the market 18 days, they were offer, able to offer a little bit under. So here's the here's the Monday morning strategy for this seller, right? I mean, I don't know anything about it. Um, what would have happened if they priced the house 10, 20, 30,000 below and got multiple offers and it didn't take 18 days and got bidded up? I don't know. A lot of variables in place, if that would have been a smart move strategically or not. So, but of course, we find that's the biggest indicator is buyer feedback about values. You know, they're going to tell us by no offers. And um, and then I'm going to, obviously, I always ask the other agents in that regard. So, but at the end of the day, it's always about value proposition, no matter what kind of market we're in. So yeah. that, that's my guess on that. So I hope that answers that one there. Um, this can be a little tricky, though, because there is such a, uh, sometimes a lack of data out there. Um, oh, I got a good one, Terry. This last week, I had a seller from Thermont call me, okay. and he has a very unusual home in Thermont. It's eight bedrooms over 5,000 square, square feet on five acres. Wow. So, of course, he said, Darren, um, I've met with a couple of agents. I'm calling you as well. I know that you live in the area. I've seen your name everywhere and this and that. And I was appreciative. And he said, what do you think? And I said, oh, I can tell you as soon as I knew where it was. And as soon as he gave me the details, I said, I can tell you right now, there's probably a pretty good lack of data. Let me look it up. There's none. So I did, without seeing it, I did an initial cost approach. And then, of course, I turned him over to uh, Wayne Six and them guys over with uh, Kenny McLean and some others, a couple other appraisers. And I said, hey, have it professionally appraised. Let's sleep good at night. So he took my advice. He said, that's a great idea. How much is it going to cost? I said, probably 800 bucks, maybe 1000 I don't know. 
But I would definitely do it. It's definitely well worth it because there is almost no data out there. So, uh, so, and then let the market speak. So that's kind of how I took the approach on that one right there. Yeah. Does it? What did he buy it for, and how long? Oh, they've had a long time. Oh, a long, long time, and way back in the two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand range okay. kind of thing. So yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. So the other question came in, Terry. Since there's nearly thirty-five percent of all homes are having appraisal issues now, uh, how do you as agents deal with this reality? And the number one thing is all education. When I sit down with sellers, I educate and I prep them very upfront about the possibility. Um, I can pretty much show them if you are underpriced. Here's where your gap. Here's where your range is. You're going to get tons of bidding war. Here's the range where it should fall in an appraisal okay, and here's a range outside of it where you're no man's land and there's no data to support it. And even a cost approach and other methods don't even support it, including Zillow and everybody else out there. So I look for any additional data that may be for an appeal, and we talked a little bit about that. And then, um, and then basically at that point, you know, it is what it is, and then we deal with how the buyers want to respond to uh, that. My biggest thing, Terry, I look at is when offers come in from an offer standpoint, I tell our sellers the best overall offer is the buyer that has the most cash. And what I mean by that is how much money are they putting down? Is it 5%, 10%, 20 You always want to go with who's going to typically have the highest. So if you have two offers and they're within like five or $10,000, but the buyer that's 5000 or 10000 less is putting 20% down instead of the person doing 3% or 5% conventional, that's a big difference. Then I look at the other big difference of how much reserves, who's going to bring in the underappraisal amount uh, the most in that regard that would potentially bridge that gap. And so it doesn't always mean price rules the roost, and that's the highest thing to go with. You do have to pay attention to who's putting down the most money and what kind of cash reserves they're dedicating to bringing if there is an appraisal issue. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on that is <clears throat> you're exactly right. you gotta, you got to look into but it's very hard to find out how much reserves you got to talk to the loan officer that wrote the letter and you got to make sure that it's not an out-of-state lender that is a internet lender that you know you you really got to be conscientious of who writes that letter yep. very very important let me give you an example somebody comes in with a contract with five percent down but they do a gap appraisal of $40,000. Well, at 5% down, you're going to get a call when it under appraises saying, well, we got to renegotiate or we don't have a deal and you're going to have to put the house back on the market. And that's going to be very, very ugly. So you got to be very, very careful. If somebody, if somebody says I'm putting 30% down and the gap appraisal is $40,000, then if that's all they have is that 30% down, that's okay because their loan to value will be less because we look at the appraised value yep. or the sales price, whichever is the lower of the two. So if something appraises at 500 but the sales price is 550 we are going to base our loan to value off of the 500 So if somebody's putting down 30% on a 550 that's 150000 So they're... Strong. So their so their LTV is going to be okay, but if somebody comes in with a gap appraisal gap, or and they're only putting three or five percent down, there's a very good chance that they're just saying that, knowing that they're going to renegotiate 
once the appraisal comes in low. Yep. So those are the things I look at to really um, protect our sellers and all that kind of stuff. Very strong point to think of when you're looking at contracts. Huge. And when you're selecting agents to know the difference and how to negotiate and handle through that, guys. Also, the question came in, what happens if the buyers commit to bringing the difference in cash to settle the gap? And then something happens in between and they can't perform according to the agreement. Yeah, well, a few things. Number one, they could go to their 401 money and grab and borrow from there, right? Family, friend, members do a gift of funds. You could go rob a bank. I don't know. You got to perform somehow. You got to get that money. Um, An agent can give the buyer some, you know, we can give actually a buyer uh, credit in that regard to help some of it. But uh, that usually ain't going to do a much in this market sometimes. Um, somehow maybe renegotiate terms with the sellers and uh, because it may be tough, you know, that late in the game, but you never know. If they cannot get the funds, the buyers will probably, and I'm not an attorney, but seek legal counsel, you're probably going to lose your deposit and forfeit the home and maybe have legal action, and that's why I say consult an attorney. So you dealt with this, didn't you, Terry? You had somebody this happened with. Yes, yes. Uh, I had a buyer, and they they were selling a house, and... The house that they were selling was their primary residence, and their listing agent got a phone call three days before closing or four days before closing and said, hey, we got to push settlement back a month because the people buying their house, their house fell through, so they don't have the money to buy. And my listing agent lost his mind and basically said, we... You submitted a non-contingent contract. So they didn't have a house to sell. And they said, well, yeah, they do. And the agent basically said, well, we have to move it back 30 days. And it became a huge issue. And and the listing agent said, did you know that they had this house to sell? And the agent said, yeah, but it's none of your business. And you wouldn't have accepted my offer had you known about it. And he said, he said, like everybody, so the bottom line is they extended it a week and said, you have one week to show up at the table with cash and you got to get a gift. You got to do whatever. Whatever it takes. And they, sure enough, they wound up uh, getting a gift from a family member and then they were able to settle. But the other agent was incensed that, that it was an issue. And we were settling on their new house with the funds. So it was a big problem. And I, and that's where you really got to look at every offer and make sure every offer and talk to every loan officer and make sure that people are not um, misleading you. We're going to call the word misleading. (laughs) Today's word's misleading. Misleading. That's the political correct way. Those pesky little house to sell and house to settle addendums, I'll tell you. (laughs) <laughs> All right. You got to bring some fun in this. All right. The rental market, Terry, let's talk about a rental market for a minute. I just helped two people get into rentals this last couple of weeks. Holy cow. If you think the buy market's crazy, the rental market, I don't do a whole bunch with it. I did it because I'm selling a house, a townhouse that we settled coming up here on Monday. And uh, I had to get them out anyways. I mean, I don't want to be homeless. I'm like, let me get your rental, you know, and they've been living there for a while. We became good friends, and uh, they're very happy, and they got a great place and just in time, and it worked out great. But just like the other one, two of these, they got $2,200, whatever a month, $2,000 a month, you know, rental, 
What they have to do to win? You got to go up a couple hundred bucks a month in a rental. You got to go from a one year to a two year lease. You got to put down two months of secure deposit. You got to buy the landlord pizza for a whole year and walk his dog for a year. That's pretty much what a renter has to be willing to do to be able to win because these guys were up against like five, 10 plus applications for rentals. This is craziness, too. That is nuts. So a question, what price range are we looking at? Because is that with all rentals? Is it with the... I don't know. I don't do a bunch of this. Is 2200 $2,200. $2,200. was it a, a single month? family home? No, these was... were both townhouses. These were townhouses. Townhouses yeah. in so Frederick for 2200 In Frederick, yeah, 2200 And they went up to like 2300 2400 And um, yeah, both of them. So I don't know about single families. I mean, you start getting into like three dollars $3,500 a month rent for a single family home in Frederick. You may not have that issue. I really don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. You can call in. You can let us know. 301-694-9363. But, you know, uh, that's my experience. And so now when I help renters, I'm like, look, I ain't helping a renter. Forget about the days. Not only do you have to have good credit. Like, you got to be at like a 680 or 700 or 720 credit or higher. And you got to have the reserves. And you can't have like 20 cats and 10 dogs and a pit bull and a this and a canary that, you know, barks all night long and get the neighbor mad. Forget the party animals in the house. You know, forget about that world. We're talking about, like, treating it like real estate, like you're buying something. And my people were so grateful. They were, like, belated, you know, whereas most tenants in the past, they're like, well, man, I hope they, I hope the landlord's going to fix something if it breaks. These people, they're not even asking if something gets fixed. They're like, we'll fix it. We'll sign on the dotted line. The other big thing is if they can move in tomorrow, like, can you do the walkthrough Give me the secure deposit, the rent, and do the walkthrough and, like, the keys, and they'll done in 24 hours because the landlord wants their money in 24 hours pretty much. If you have to wait 30 days to move into a rental, you can't even be – I mean, God bless you. That's all I can say. That is just an amazing – I mean, that is incredible. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm just as shocked because I don't deal with a lot of rentals, but, uh, you know, you get it. Yeah, yeah so – Wow. All right, top story. This made my top 10. Here we go, Mr. Producer. Top 10 ever? Ever. This is my top 10 of of ever in real estate of 19 years. You ready? I'm going to keep this short. I got a buyer I've been working with for a year and a half, right? A year and a half I've been working with him. We've looked at, man, these guys know the market better than I do. I'm I'm about ready to hire them on my team, Terry. How's that? My consultants. (laughs) (laughs) So these guys have been helping. Uh, Man, we looked at like 20 homes. Four other offers gotten outbid, right? Mm-hmm. We go to see this house in Mount Airy about a week ago, and it's like the 10 out of 10. I'm like, how hard will you cry if you don't get this? And they're like, Darren, man, we will we will have to buy tissues for a, a year if we don't get this house kind of thing. So here it is. The house is listed at 669 right? Um, three days later, counter offer, you know, come in with the offer, and here it is. The data, everything looks like 710 is a max. We come in. And I said, what's the high? And all of a sudden, I talked to their agent, and, like, I'm thinking, like, 750. My guys are willing to escalate to, like, 750. No home inspection, as is. No contingencies. No house to sell. No asking for nothing. No, no appraisal. No appraisal. No nothing. No nothing. Terry, this is the cleanest no. you can get. Up to 750. I, get I, a, I know where this is going. I get a text back. I got one minute. I got two minutes. I get a text back, and I said to your agent, hey, look, how many offers? He's like, we got five plus years. So there's five competing offers. And I said, look, these guys want this house. Where do we need to be? Of course, he can only share so much. This is the ethics side of real estate we're careful with. 
And I said, look, will 740 do it? Like, just get them in the ballpark. He's like, uh, no, there's two offers beating that already. So I'm thinking, all right, what do you guys want to do? They said, well, Darren, we'll go to 750. So now we're going up from 670 to 750. I'm thinking, surely you're going to get 70,000. Yeah, 70 grand higher. And I said, you got the <laughs> reserves. You're going to be okay. This is their dream house. We know it's not going to praise. We've gone over every little thing, right? Next thing I know, an hour before the deadline or less, the agent texts me back and says, uh, that ain't going to do it. My guys are out. I said, then he sends me, it's higher than that. So all of a sudden, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? So we're going to keep our eye on this. My guys are out. It's going to go upwards of 760, 770, 780. We're looking at a potential $100,000 above asking price. And that's in Frederick County. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what kind of message area. are you and I sending when we're saying things are swinging one way and then all of a sudden you tell this, this story? This is rare. That's, why that's this, unbelievable. This is why this made my top 10 because I've never dealt with this. So there you go. So we want to hear your comments. Next week, call in 301-694-9363 and pray for my buyers that we get another place that's not going to quite be like this. So, all right. Have a great weekend. Happy buying and selling. Take care now. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.